I got big news. I just joined the Colossus Podcast Network, and I'm making a free ad-supported version of Founders. And as always, I always like talking directly to you, not only what's going on with the podcast, but the thinking behind the decisions I'm making. And how a lot of the founders that you and I are studying on the podcast actually influence my own decision making and the approach I want to take to building founders. So I'll explain everything, but I want at the very beginning, just in case you don't have time, nothing changes on your end unless you want it to. Existing subscribers can keep their private ad-free feed as long as they want to. I will continue updating the Misfit feed just as I've been doing forever. Literally nothing changes. There won't be ads in there. And I'll keep doing that until the last person is standing. That is completely up to you. I'm cool if you want to keep your subscription. I'm also fine if you want to cancel and you want to listen and you're fine listening to the ad, the public ad-based uh, version. Next thing, the two most common requests that I, I would get constantly over the last several years is, hey, can I please get transcripts for all the episodes? And please, can you figure out a way to give me the ability to share a full episode with a friend? So transcripts are coming that's something the Podcast Network Colossus will take care of. When they are ready, I'll tell you where they are and how you access them. And then since there's a free feed with full episodes, you'll be able to share a full episode with a friend, even if you have. So even if you keep your subscription and you want to share a full episode, just share the full episode that's on the free feed with your friend. And the ability to share the podcast freely is going kind to, of, is factored heavily into my decision to do this. Uh, the last few days when I've got a bunch of like messages or inbound messages like emails or DMs, I was just unrelated things that listeners are asking me. I would also let them know, hey, this change is about to come. You'll see uh, an audio recording for me in a few days on the Misfit feed, but I'm just giving you a heads up now. And I've been relieved that every single response has been the same. I'm going to read one to you. They're all very similar. It says, the good news to me about it, this being free is that I'll be able to share episodes with others. I've been dying to do that. And so I'll get into more of what shaped my thinking on that. Just want to go through a quick checklist here just to make sure that you and I are on the same page. The next thing, it is still me. I still do everything myself when making the podcast. I still own the podcast completely. I pick the books. I record. I edit. I am in love with crafting podcasts, and I love doing it solo. I know there's a lot of people who listen to Founders. They also listen to Invest Like the Best. Invest Like the Best, the host Patrick, is the one that founded and created the Colossus Podcast Network. He listens to Founders. He's been a fan and a relentless supporter of of Founders as well. His show is gigantic, and it's filled with people just like you and I, a ton of entrepreneurs, investors, executives. And so Colossus has a hell of a lot more resources, right? They have multiple shows than I do. And they even offer those resources to me. He's like, hey, do you want, you know, researchers? Do you want editors? And I was like, no. I really do think about this in the same way that Warren Buffett thinks about Berkshire. There's a great quote. There's actually two great quotes from The Snowball, the, that famous biography of Warren Buffett. And first, it was Charlie Munger describing, like, he saw firsthand how Warren approaches his work. And he says, Berkshire Hathaway was Warren's Sistine Chapel, not just a work of art, but an illustrated text of his beliefs, which Munger referred to as Buffett's didactic enterprise. And then a quote from Warren Buffett. When I read this, I'm like, yes. That's exactly how I feel about founders. And it may sound silly, silly, right? Um, but I really don't think it is where, you know, Warren's building one of the, the most valuable and largest companies that the history's ever seen. And I'm just building this little over, like uh, this little podcast over in my corner of the internet. But I was telling, I was actually telling Patrick this when in the conversation, you know, there's a, uh, podcasters all have all kinds of different uh, designs and like what they want to do in the future. And the way I compare myself is like, listen, I'm just Jiro dreaming of sushi down here in my little sushi restaurant located in the Tokyo subway. 
And all I want to do is just make podcasts. And so Warren says, I feel like I'm on my back and there's a Sistine Chapel and I'm painting away. I like it when people say, gee, that's a pretty good looking painting, but it's my painting. And when somebody says, why don't you use more red or uh, instead of blue, goodbye. It's my painting and I don't care what they sell it for. The painting itself will never be finished. And so that is very, it's very important to me because I talk to a ton of, you know, I've been fortunate enough to meet a ton of other podcasters and they all tell me the same thing. You're, you're silly. You're stupid, David, for editing your own podcast. You're like, why don't you build infrastructure around you? And it's like, that's not what I'm doing it for. I love crafting podcasts. And that means you, even the parts that yeah, it's not fun editing, it's not fun doing a lot of these things, but it's enjoyable when it's done. When it's just like this one handmade thing, like I did everything myself and I get to present it to you. What Patrick and the entire Colossus team, they're all, I said, listen, I'll take care of the podcast. I don't need any help on that. I'll pick the books. I still like, I have to do this. It's like my soul's in this thing, right? All I need your help with is increasing the size of the audience and connecting me with first rate advertisers. There's a great line in one of the books I read on David Ogilvy where it's like he's building his first class business in a first class way. The reason I wanted to connect with Patrick and his team at Colossus is because in my opinion, if you factor in, it's not just when you think about the, the people that you want to be exposed yourself to. It's not just the, the sheer size, right, of an audience. It's who is in that audience. And to me, I think Colossus is, has the most valuable audience. If you can factor in not only the size, but who is in it. He's got world-class investors and entrepreneurs in his audience. I do too. Those are the people that will naturally gravitate towards a podcast like Founders. And really, I, there is no other podcast like Founders. You and I both know. There's only one in the world. So that's that point. It's still me. It's always going to be me. I really don't see that changing. And then before I get to the why, if you want to sponsor Founders, email me, david at founderspodcast.com. The audience is full of obviously founders, small business owners, people building products, usually for other businesses. And one of the best places that you could possibly advertise to is a heavily engaged, heavily dri driven population of other founders. So I'm filling ad spots for both the new episodes and all the past episodes. As you know, when people discover founders, they don't just hang out in the front and listen to the new episodes, right? I've heard this a million times. People are like, I just discovered your podcast two weeks ago. I've listened to 30 episodes. I discovered it uh, the beginning six months ago. I've listened to the first 199 of them in order. The people that f discover founders, they devour the back catalog. So I am looking for somebody, if it's you or anybody that you know, that is bold and wants to sponsor the entire back catalog. That's going to require somebody that's obviously extremely bold, extremely aggressive. I'm also going to be selling individual spots in the back catalog. So if that is interesting to you, email me. Now I want to go into the why. And I, I was thinking about this for several months, about just basically trying to figure out like what is the best path forward? Am I making the right decision? And there's a couple founders that you and I have studied that heavily influenced the decision. The first one is Claude Hopkins. So Claude Hopkins you know, the, probably the greatest copywriter of all time. He's, his ideas influence people like Albert Lasker, David Ogilvy, a ton of future generations of advertising founders and, and really founders in, in all different domains. And he said, no argument in the world can ever compare with one dramatic demonstration. And so in my opinion, there is not another entrepreneurship podcast in the world where the person creating it only does that and does it seven days a week. I do not think about anything else. I don't think about starting other businesses. I don't think about making an investment. I don't allow myself at all. The only thing, seven days a week, the only thing I focus on is I want to make the best podcast on the history of entrepreneurship in the world. And my greatest tool in able to do that is obviously word of mouth. 
which you know, I was obsessed with podcasts for years before I had one. It is, it's just in human nature. If you hear a great song, a great movie, a great podcast, it, no one has to tell us. We do this naturally. We tell other people about it. And so when I'm reading what Claude Hopkins is saying, he's like, listen, I dedicated my life to the, to, to the power of words, of trying to convince people to try a product or to buy a product with words. And I was really good at it. This is Claude Hopkins obviously talking, right? And yet I'm telling you, there's nothing, there's no, nothing I can put on a piece of paper or in an ad that ever compares to one dramatic demonstration. My best weapon in this fight for people's time and attention are the episodes themselves. And I stupidly, because I confused my own personal preference, I confused what I wanted instead of what the market, the market doesn't care what I want, right? And so my preference was always, hey, I like podcasts without ads. And so that's what I'm going to try to do. And meanwhile, 98% of the market's like, haha, good luck with that. And so podcasts grow by word of mouth. They're incredibly hard to, to build and to grow. But once you, once somebody's willing to give you an hour of their time, right? Then, and then they, they go down the list. There's, there's people that have listened to every single episode. Some people have listened to them multiple times. So that's literally hundreds of hours that they're giving me. That base of people is incredibly hard to grow, but they're incredibly loyal. And I try to earn that loyalty every day because I tell you, hey, for every one hour of audio that I put out, there is at least 20 hours of research. Think about this. How many other podcasters in the world are willing to read a book for preparation for every single episode? I did that 66 times last year. And the reason I bring this to your attention is because I want you to know, hey, if I if David publishes an episode and I press play, he spent an unbelievable amount of time. He sifted through an entire book and a bunch of other highlights and all kinds of crazy things that, that, that I have in my notebook just to deliver one hour of audio. I am terrified of wasting people's time. And I think the best way to ensure that I don't waste anybody's time is just do more work than anybody else. And so this idea where I put all my life energy and all my love into this thing and then I hide it behind a paywall. And I was talking to, this, this killed me, man. So I was talking to this guy who discovered the podcast and he was super helpful because he's grown one of the most uh, popular podcasts in the world. Okay, and we wound up talking for like four hours over several days. And he was super helpful in making and helping me think about this. And he was telling me, he's like, listen, your podcast, he really thought it was incredible. He's like, there's nothing else like it. You're clearly like obsessed. Um, you know, I, I'm going, I think at that point he'd gone through like 30 episodes in like 14 days or something like that, right? And he's like, I really think you're going about this all wrong. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything. He's like, I just think that your podcast is, there's a wide audience. And like, this is basically just gave me his playbook for how he gr helped grow one of the most successful podcasts in the world. And he had absolutely killed me because he's telling me, he's like, David, you know how I found your podcast? And he said, I was on the phone with a friend of mine, another founder, and he was telling me all these things he learned. Uh, he was talking about like all these things that Jeff Bezos said. And I asked him, he's like, how did you learn this? He's like, oh, you got to listen to this podcast founders. And then the next statement, I think I might have laughed or chuckled when I heard what he said, but it actually like made me like want to cry because he goes, the podcast is great, but the guy makes it really hard to share it. So I'll just buy you a gift subscription. And like that hit me in the heart because like this guy wasn't trying to insult me. He like likes my podcast so much that he talks about the stuff he learns from the podcast and then tells his friends about it and then is willing to buy access for another friend. But I'm like, David, what are you doing? You're putting so much time and energy and love into this thing that you truly care about and you're hiding it from people. You are artificially constraining the size of your audience by probably a thousand, a thousand times. And then... He, so he buys this gift subscription. This guy that I'm talking to on the phone loves the podcast, starts going to it. He winds up buying, I think he said six gift subscriptions. He goes, I was, it was so annoying trying to send to share your podcast with friends. 
And then I don't want to send them just like a 30 minute preview. So he's just, I just wind up buying a bunch of gift subscriptions. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm not the first person to arrive at that conclusion. It reminds me of what I just, I covered this on the podcast I just did on Steve Jobs, but I've covered it a million times on Steve Jobs. When you go back and study the history of Apple, you know, they start out building these, these crude computers that you kind of have to put it together for hobbyists, right? For the homebrew computer club. And Jobs said something where he realizes like, that's not ever a market I need to attack. This doesn't make any sense. And so they build the next version of their computer, which is the foundation and it allows them to start the company and to, to, you know, to go from nothing to a public company in like four years. And Jobs said, we're no longer aiming at the handful of hobbyists who like to assemble their own computers. For every one of them, there's a thousand people who would want the machine to be ready to run. For every one person, and I deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate the fact that you are one of these people, right? Which is why I'm having this conversation with you. For every one person that is willing to buy a subscription to a podcast, to hit a paywall and be like, hey, I want to listen to the rest of us and I want to listen to these other episodes, I'll buy the podcast. There's a thousand that just want it to appear in the convenient way on their phone, like every other podcast. So they can listen to it wherever they want to, they can share it, they can do whatever they want with it. And so that also ties into another idea that Warren Buffett had in his shareholder letters where he's like, listen, he's talking about, he beat his head because I really, I feel like what I've been doing is stubbornness is a very good trait for entrepreneurs. You and I have talked about this over and over again, but at some point it's like what, uh, what, uh, John Rockefeller said, right? He's just like, I'm not one to persist in a flawed situation. He's one to persist, but he fixes the situation. I've been persisting in a flawed situation. Warren Buffett, when he was trying to revive a textile company in the, I think it was the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and this took place over two decades in, in America at that time, just didn't make any sense, right? But he's like, I feel an obligation to this. I want to try to do this. And then he's writing in his shareholder, shareholder letters like what he learned from that. He says, my conclusion from my own experience and from much observation of other businesses is that a good managerial record is far more of a function of what business boat that you get into rather than how effectively you row. Some years ago, I wrote, when a management with a reputation for brilliance tackles a business with a reputation for poor fundamental economics, it is the reputation of the business that remains intact. Nothing has since changed my point of view on that matter. And this is really Warren talking to me. I swear, this is what I thought of when I was like, this is, he's writing that for himself. He's putting it in his shareholder letters so we can obviously benefit. And he's talking directly to me. Should you find yourself in a leaky boat, energy devoted to changing vessels is likely to be more productive than energy devoted to patching lakes. And so that is how I made this decision where it's just like, okay, I had all this weird, you should have heard how unclear my thinking was. It's kind of hard to grow a completely subscription-based podcast. Uh, I don't have a large social media following. I'm very introverted but I'm going to do it anyways. And I was surprised at how many people like did it. So uh, again, like that's really, really, I'm grateful for that, but it was unbelievably hard and very, very, like it took a long time. I've been working every day on founders for over four years. And so I had this idea. It's like, okay. Um, I had, met, you know, I meet a ton of really super smart people from the podcast. Uh, my friend, Sam actually, he was the one that connected me with Patrick. I had known who Patrick was forever because I used to listen to his podcast. Like I have, you can go to my David's Notes Stubsack and you see me taking notes on Patrick's podcast back in like 2019. And so Patrick had a bunch of his people he knew. He said like, there was like, eventually like up to like five people told him, you got to listen to this podcast, you got to listen to the podcast. At first he said, you know, I kind of ignored it. And then the third time he's like, oh, maybe I should. Then it's like the fifth time he's like, okay. Like I finally gave in. He starts listening to it. He winds up tweeting. It's crazy like the reach he has because he winds up, he just did one tweet where it's just like, uh, hey, I never find new podcasts to listen to. Uh, I found Founders Podcast. He's like, it's excellent. 
And in fact, I just did an episode of Invest Like the Best. It came out today. So if you listen to Invest Like the Best, if not, you can find it in any podcast. And if you want to hear me talk uh, for, if you're not, if you're not tired of hearing me talk, you can hear me talk for another, I think, hour and a half or however long that, that podcast went. But so anyways, Patrick tweets that out. He sends me a ton of new like subscribers, a ton of new listeners, right? And then we wind up being connected over text and we got along right away. Like I had heard him speak on, on his podcast. He heard me speak. It's like the easiest way to make friends. And so me and him share this passion about the, the potential, the technological revolution that is taking place right now in podcasting. I tell people, it's like, I don't, it's not a show. Podcasting is the printing press for the spoken word. And it allows busy driven people to turn their entire world into a classroom right? So you can listen to founders when you're working out, when you're walking your dog, when you're washing your dishes, or you're driving your car. Instead of listening to some nonsense on the radio, in an hour, roughly 60 to 90 minutes of your time, you can download a, a, a collection of great ideas from history's greatest entrepreneurs. And you could pick from any of the, you know, hundreds of people that I've covered. And so we immediately start talking about, it's like, I love, we love, people are like, do you love podcasting? I love podcasting. I'm, we're both like, we're going to do it forever. And then he talked about like how he's building out his network, uh, he really feels like, think about like how, what is the best, if you started from scratch, right? If you're saying, what is the best education platform? What is the best way to like, how can you build the world's best education platform for investors and entrepreneurs? Would it look like a university? Would it look like an MBA program? Hell no. No, you would not. I know they exist now and I'm not saying they're not valuable, but there's no way if you were starting from scratch it's in this, whatever, 2022, whatever year we're in, that you would do it like that. And me and him came to the same discussion, conclusion. It would very clearly be a podcast. Audio is a very special medium because not like I love writing or excuse me, reading, writing, obviously it's fantastic. It's my, my true love. But the, when you hear, a, you hear the person, right. And video is different because like video, it requires too much. It's like, I gotta, I can't do anything else but this. The gift and what me and Patrick both hit on is the fact like the best educational tool moving forward is clearly going to be on-demand audio. And so he's been building out all these shows and he's got a lot of different ideas. His guest list is insane. Like, I can't think of another show that interviews entrepreneurs, investors that get better guests than Patrick does. And so he has interviewing the people that are operating today. He's got that covered, right? That, that's his lane. So we're having this conversation. And then he has this idea of business breakdowns. Business breakdowns is like, hey, what if we, we cover in one hour, we, we tell the listener, we make a one hour show on every single important business in the world. And we have experts in the, about that company break down what the company's about and how they make money. And so that's more like a utility. You can go in, like I just listened to the one they did on Rolex. It's insane. If you like founders, you'll love that episode on Rolex because the founder of Rolex is, he's, I wish I could find a biography and I looked after I heard the episode and can't. He thinks the exact same way of the, the, you and the, people that, uh, the people that you and I talk about all the time. It's like incredible. And so that link is covered. And then he's like, founders is really the missing piece. Because he made the point, he's like, there's nobody else doing what you're doing. And even if they started to do it today, you're so far ahead that they'll never catch you. But before we arrived at that conclusion, I was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start another podcast. I'm going to make it free. I'm going to interview people. I'll talk to Patrick. Maybe he'll put it on his podcast network because he's got great reach. So it'll help me like jumpstart an audience, right? And then all I'll say is like, hey, we could share ad revenue. But can I, uh, what one request I have is I want to put an ad for founders in every episode. And then I started thinking about what Steve tells me, Steve Jobs tells me, the further away from one, the more complexity you add in. So I was like, wait a minute, my whole thing is just like, I'm completely focused. I only think about this. That's like my, my advantage. It's like really hard to compete with somebody when you're out there multitasking, right? This is literally the only thing I care about and I love it. So I had this idea. It's like, wait a minute. So 
I'm going to divert my attention from something I know I'm good at, that I know brings value to people in the world, that I love to do in other podcasts that I probably won't be a good interviewer, that may not be good just because I want to find a way to grow an audience because it's really hard to grow a subscription base on a like one subscriber at a time. What the hell are you thinking, David? This is some convoluted, nonsensical thinking. And that's where I was like, this, the, 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 the solution is right in front of you and you're just ignoring it because you're being stubborn because you have this idea is like what you want is what the market wants. Markets that don't exist don't care how smart you are. And that's when I realized, and this, this, this took place maybe like two months ago and I started to have like these thoughts in my mind. And I was like, no, the answer is you compete on a level playing field. You make founders available for free and ad-based. And then the entrepreneurs and the people that you're very interested and passionate about trying to say, hey, uh, guys, I know we're all focused on interviewing uh, founders today and, and entrepreneurs today. What about all these really smart dead people? They probably know a lot of shit about building a great company. In fact, I would argue they know more. I would argue that Steve Jobs, Edwin Land, Enzo Ferrari, Andrew Carnegie, John D. Rockefeller, let's get, go, we can go down the list, know more about building a business than almost anybody else that's alive on the planet now. And if you spend one hour doing something, you are by default foreclosing every other opportunity to, and any other way to spend that hour. And so my point is like, hey... If you're gonna, if you have an hour to learn and you're really interested about building, about being a great company builder, why not study the best company builders in history? And I think that is a very compelling pitch. And it's to say, hey, not only can you study the greatest uh, entrepreneurs and company builders buildings in history, but I don't just sit there and talk about them in isolation. Like other people that build, like there's other people that do, like like there's some YouTube channels I like that do like 20 or 30 minute biographies. But what I don't understand is like you guys have done hundreds of these and you only talk about that person. Do you understand that base of knowledge and how it's so much useful if you try to link all this together? And so my whole point is like, listen, I don't, I'm not saying this from a point of arrogance. I'm saying this because I know how much time and effort I put into this. And so now, as of right now, there's about like 160, maybe like 170 full episodes on the free feed. You just search founders, like everybody, every other podcast, you'll find it right away. Eventually, it's going to take me the next few weeks to add the, the, the missing full episodes. It'll eventually be there for... Uh, in the next few weeks. And so that is the path I'm on. That is where I'm focused on. And because of the size and reach of, especially this episode I just did, and I have a bunch of episodes coming uh, in the future too, um, on other podcasts and, and other properties that, that have large followings and people that were, you know, reach out because they're, they're fans of founders, which I really appreciate it. But just from Patrick's and Colossus's reach, like there, by the end of this week, there'll be five to 10 times more people in the audience listening to founders than there was before. And, I'm not letting my foot off the gas. I'm not going to sleep on a win and waking up with a loss. I have never been more motivated to the point I can't sleep because I'm so excited. So anyways, I keep talking about this forever. I'm obsessed with it. As you obviously know, I don't want to like waste a lot of your time. I appreciate if you even listen to the end of this. Um, all I have was one ask. Please tell everybody you know about Founders. Now you can share it as easily as possible. They, they can uh, listen to it. All they have to do is, you know, you can send them the link. You, they can find it wherever they listen to podcasts. It is available everywhere. They can listen to it at founderspodcast.com if they want to. So that's all I ask. If you could just tell as many possible people, as many people possible, I highly, I great, would greatly appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can always email me, david at founderspodcast.com. If you want to sponsor the podcast, email me as well. I have so, you got to see the next eight weeks. I have the next eight weeks planned out because I knew this was coming. I knew this was going to be big. 
just wait till you see what's coming in the next eight weeks. Hey, I really, really appreciate your time, your attention, the fact that you paid for the podcast. So thank you very much for your time and attention all the time. I've talked way too long. I thought I was going to get on here. I was like, all right, just going to make like a five-minute quick episode. Who knows how long this is going to be? All right, I'll talk to you again soon. I'm not going anywhere. Thank you very much.